What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. And MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one, HAM1. And it's brought to you by BoxOfAwesome.com and the promo code HAM. BoxOfAwesome.com, promo code HAM. And we're not done, guy. No. LegacyBox.com slash HAM. LegacyBox.com slash HAM. Now to the segment. Jerry and Zeke. Jerry just said, like, basically, I, I'm not expecting to see him. Do you think it's a one? I mean, is he going to miss week one? You're right, because you've been asking this question. By the time we play, like, a DraftKings game, we would know if we do it, like, by Wednesday. Or, like, he will either, he'll either report or not report probably Monday, right? So we'll have some idea whether he's playing week one. Right. Starting to feel the way Jerry's talking, he ain't showing up. Well, Which is... Who would have thought this a month ago? Yeah, and my thing is just like if you're if you've made money, like you said, you're him. Like he's made money, so I think from the beginning you've got to be prepared to not show up. Well, that's where your le- that's where your leverage is. That's where, like Yannick and Dockway, the dude from the Jacks, he showed back up because part of it was he didn't want to lose if he didn't show up by a certain date because he was only a third round, you know, fourth round pick or third round pick he would still be a restricted... He would, like, lose a year for restricted free agency. So he showed up. Well, Yannick, who gives a fuck? You have all the leverage. You're their best pass rusher on the team by a mile. Don't worry about that. Uh, Aaron Donald had this happen two years ago. You're going to get paid no matter what. But your leverage is not showing up. The moment you show up, you've lost it all. You have. If if you're going to take that tactic, which I never really subscribe to... If the, I'm a high character guy and the team likes me, just show up. And they'll, like it, that's always healthier way to do it. But if you do show up, you've you've kind of waved the white flag. Even if there are certain dates, to, so you can avoid being an RFA two years instead of one, whatever it is. Like when you're that elite, just don't show up. You you, you got them by the balls. But the moment you come back, and this is where I do give Zeke and Melvin Gordon, they've held pretty strong, guy. 
you know, I, I don't think either one's a lock to show up. I know there were some reports that Melvin Gordon, people around him say he's going to show up week one, but if I was his agent, I'd say just do not show up because you're going to get paid no matter what. They're either they'll trade you, they'll do something, but just do what, not how show many, up. Does he have one year left on his deal or two? Melvin, Melvin Gordon has two. Okay. Him and, Ze- him and Zeke are in the same same draft year, same yeah. shit. They have, you know, this year of normal salary with Zeke's like six and a half. I think Melvin's like three or four. And then next year, that fifth year option for both guys is relatively high. Yeah. Like, and that's where I think the argument for the teams are like, hey, Zeke and Melvin, you, Zeke, you're guaranteed 13 and a half million. I think Melvin's like 12 for the next two years. You, you're got guaranteed cash. This isn't your last year of your deal. If I were advising Zeke, and I'm not holdout guy, but I, I'd say we've come this far. What are we showing up for week one? It makes no sense because now you're not. Not only you're not getting now, unless there's some belief that like, unless Jerry tells you, unless you believe that if you just show up and show that to Jerry, then Jerry will give you a new contract. That would be the only reason to do it, right? If Jerry's Jerry's like, show up in good faith and we'll work something out. Yeah, maybe that would be the argument to do it, but. If I had Zeke on my fantasy team, I'd be concerned right now. Big time. Or if I was just like a real-life Cowboys fan. Well, just as a fan of Zeke, I, I, I feel like we're not going to see him week one. Uh, I, no one can talk shit to Gettleman these days, John. Kid's hot, guy. The kid is hot. You want me to read you his stats? Give me Daniel the, Jones' uh, stats. Preseason? If this was a game, if he just had a game like this in the regular season, what would you say? 29 of 34 for 415 yards. I'd say Mahomes isn't winning the MVP. So, yeah, it was the fourth preseason game. Or, I mean, you know, mainly every situation he was in, it was fourth preseason game like he was playing backups. I tweeted that one picture of the guy on his own team, like, making, like, what is a great catch. And the DB was like, whose head was between his fucking legs on on the sideline. What is going on here? But... 29-34, 29-34, I don't care who you're playing. That's that's a pretty impressive guy. He's clearly been accurate. To me, do you know what else that shows? Huh. This guy's pretty smart. Right. Like you, you can't be that accurate in an offense of intricacies of an NFL-level stuff without knowing what's going on. So I, I, I give the kid credit because everyone, and I mean, media, fans, most people listening to this, we all mocked and laughed. At Gettleman, but really... It was the pick, but it was also just the way Gettleman presents things. Yeah, but when you're mocked for something your GM does, and you're that player, you it probably feels like everyone's making fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably wasn't fair. But you know, it's it's one it's still a weird situation in that if they've nailed the pick, they've created another weird situation for themselves, which is what do you how do you handle this if the guy's... Like, I mean, based on the year Eli had last year, if Eli Manning wasn't the quarterback, we'd be saying, why isn't Dale Jones just starting? Well, think about this guy. If Right? If this was, yeah, if this was, if Hayward Middlecoff were based in New York, and you would be the equivalent, you'd probably be living in Manhattan. I'd be living in Harlem. And uh, and we were recording this right now. We'd say, what are we doing? What, what are we waiting for here? Let's, I want Daniel Jones game one. And that has nothing – that's not a slight on Eli. It's just it, the time is now. You draft this guy in the first round, let's play him. That, that would be our conversation. What are we waiting for? 100%. Haberman, Manhattan, Middle Cop, and Harlem, that would be our take. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if, like, Harlem's, like, that ain't bad anymore. I don't, I don't know if it is. Uh, I just know Manhattan's a sweet spot. Yeah. 
I wouldn't mind living in Brooklyn. I see Brooklyn's where everybody they, they say that's that's the that's trendy spot. spot. The trendy spot, yeah. I don't, think I don't that, know enough about New York. Do you think the Gettleman would get uh, Daniel Jones a box of awesome.com? I think he would, but I don't want to go to headlines quite yet because, I mean, i got a couple more for you here. Okay. Um, two more, actually. Uh, one was just involved. It was actually just part of this, which is uh, I, the, my favorite tweet from week four of the preseason was Colts fans, they go from Peyton to Luck to Chad Kelly. Luckiest organization in sports because he was 13 of 16. Speaking of preseason numbers last night, I was just going to add that to the Daniel Jones conversation. Uh, Josh Rosen did not get the starting job in Miami. You know what crossed my mind last night? What if you did this if you're Brian Flores? You go, well, yeah, it's clear Rosen's a more talented player. But if this guy, if we are going to believe in this guy, let's throw him a little bit of a shit sandwich. See how he just reacts for a week. You know, and then if it wins, we can just stay with him. If he doesn't, maybe we can make a chance. But let's just let's just test his metal a little bit. I don't know if that happened, but if I was Brian Flores, who comes from Belichick, you're, what's the rush? You're not trying to win games. Yeah, you don't want to win, really. Is, is that a crazy move to just let's it's, get a week of just watching Josh the way he conducts himself, see if he's still coming yeah, in early or a month? I mean, like, because here's what you know: when Fitzpatrick is your quarterback, you've got a, at minimum a great backup. And you might get a month of just fantastic football. But at some point in time, you are guaranteed to want to see your other guy. Right? That's Fitzpatrick's history. So we're going to see Josh Rosen start multiple football games this year. That's going to happen. And I'd argue it's going to happen before It's going to happen before the second week of October. Like, it's uh, happening. I think it's happening by week six. Well, if he does that, then it was probably pretty clear that he, he wanted to see the kid react. Right? Or maybe just a a byproduct of Fitzpatrick not being that good. Well, but but maybe it's also like I let's say they're close. I think Rosen is right there. Um, but what I don't want to do is start Rosen and then have to go to Fitzpatrick. So let's start with Fitzpatrick because the track record says he's not going to play. Sick. He's not making it. <laughs> like he's just he's, he might do some sweet stuff, but I'm gonna need to replace him at some point. And then we go to Rosen, and then I'm not replacing the kid. I'm doing it the other M- way. Around. My only issue though is. You're going to get a smaller sample size with Josh going into the offseason when you're going to be in the quarterback market. That would be my only Yeah, but like I said, what's the longest hot streak for Fitzpatrick? I mean, last year, about two and a half games. Okay, so that's what, like, you're going to, you're getting, like, to me, Rosen's starting a bunch of games. Like, he's starting well into the double-digit games. Guy, you do remember week one, he threw for, like, 450 yards and beat the Saints last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to get And didn't he dress up by, like, week two by, like, Conor McGregor? Remember that? That's right. It was fantastic. Because he was wearing uh, Deshaun Jackson's stuff. No, uh... Yeah, yeah Deshaun, Deshaun gave him his chains. Yeah. Gave him his chains. Gave yeah. him his chains. He's like a he's like a a, a hum like a hummer. He's like he's a guy like eight miles of gas in him. But those eight miles are going to be aggressive. You know, if you had to guess what Ryan Fitzpatrick has banked in his career, what would the number be? Well, what what I mean, I'll give you the year he came into the league. This should be a new segment: NFL player contract. Versus like the seventy fifth best golfer who's made came more money. came into the league in 05. Okay, so he's what been round? Around, uh, he was his first couple years like two hundred and fifty grand. God, people was he undrafted? Uh, seventh round. Okay, can you imagine that? Everyone's like, God, the players are good. The guy was making two hundred fifty eight thousand dollars, happy as a 
Happy as hell. Signing bonus twenty eight thousand dollars. Probably well, I guess he had a scholarship, so he got out. He wasn't in debt from his Again, Ivy League. Oh five. Oh five. This is twenty nineteen, so fourteen years. I'm gonna say he's made. I'm gonna say he's made. Uh, I'm trying to remember what his big contract was in Buffalo. But, it wasn't that crazy. But uh, it wasn't that crazy. Okay, I'm gonna say he's made. Um. Uh, Thirty-five million dollars, fifty-eight million dollars, <laughs> and that does not count the five and a half he'll make this season. So, what was his Buffalo contract? Buffalo deal. That was his biggest contract, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think it was twenty-two million or something guaranteed. I I can't. I, I don't exactly know, but he, yeah. He'll be over well over sixty million by about October, guy, in his career earnings. But I think the crazy thing when you look back, like God, he was only making two hundred fifty-eight grand. All all the pro player people would be like, the oppression, the oppression for the player. How did he? How does he? How's he supposed to pay his agent, live in a mansion, and drive a Bentley on that salary? How can he do it? Tell me. Can can I, can I retweet some agents, please? Ah. God forbid he gets cut and people on Twitter make fun of him. Oh, and then he's got no guaranteed cash. This is this out of the goddamn contract. Uh, last thing on the headlines here I wanted to hit because you were talking about John Gruden's maturity earlier. I will say the way he handled watching Hard Knocks, the field issues, just passive aggressive towards everybody. It's not the referee's fault. You guys, so you guys gonna explain to us what's happening out here? Yeah, and the referee handled it really well. Actually, it wasn't the referee; it was one of the other officials. Yeah, we're gonna play. We're gonna move the pylons up. We're gonna play at an eighty-yard field. Touchdown's gonna be the ten-yard line. We didn't create this. Packers team doctors didn't want to play. Honestly, if it was the officials, that I, if the officials said we're not playing on this, then I don't. Then they, then they made the right decision, whoever's decision it was. But when he goes up to Matt Lafleur, and Lafleur, you can tell is intimidated. Like it wasn't the best. I'm just a little concerned about like you know. It wasn't Mike commanding Tom the Belichick room. standing there, kind of holding his ground. I did not feel great about it because he's like. Well, what's uh, what's the what's the what's the deal with the field? You heard anything? And Gruden's like, well, what's the deal? You guys want to play, or you guys don't want to play on that end, or what? And he's like, oh man, I you know I told the guys I want to play, but you know I it's like I don't it's up to them, you know it's out of. I was just like, oh, how about just say this, Matt? Hey, John, there are two fucking holes in the end zone. This is an NFL. This is my first job. I, I even though some of these guys might be selling insurance by week's end. I'm not having them run over something that has a half or quarter inch elevation in the end zone. I'm I'm sorry, John. That or just yeah, we're not going to play. That's this is it. Where's your fucking business, morons? They, they I, I didn't sign up for this. We don't want to play here. So I thought it was weak for Gruden to try and intimidate him, but then I, I but he got punked. Yeah, he punked. Yeah, him. the floor. I was like, if he's an offensive genius, then he's an offensive genius. But like, part of this is like there was a power struggle. Like Aaron Rodgers. Is not like you got to work with him, and can you command him to the degree that you have to as the head coach? I I don't know. I'd lean no, guy. Like that was I thought pretty telling. That I'd lean a no because then did you notice I had to rewind it like twice, but as they're running off the field, Gruden yelled at him. Was like, "How is the field, Matt?" or something like that as he's running off. Did you notice that? <laughs> No, because I was like, because he shakes after someone. the game or at halftime. After the game, they show him like shaking somebody's hand, and then he jogs off. And I had to like, did he say Matt? And I'm like, yeah, I think he. 
I assumed he shook Matt's hand. So he, I don't know, it was weird. If, if that's not exactly what happened, somebody tell me. But that's what it seemed like was happening to me. He did a quick shake. I mean, it was a little Belichick mangini. Kind of like, fuck you guys. And, I, and I, if I was LaFleur, I would have shot right back. Fuck you guys. You created this. This is you Stop blaming me for your fucking problems. I, that's what pissed me off about LaFleur getting punked. Matt, you have a ground to stand on here. The field is messed up. Th- th- there was a elevation in the end zone. So yeah, you'd want to play with it. Of course you would. You guys flew four hours in a game that you sold out, so you don't want to get embarrassed. Of course you guys want to play. We don't. We're the Green Bay Packers. Oh, yeah. We don't yeah, want to play. Like, ah, I know it's not Lambeau Field here. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that was not a box of awesome. I, LaFleur deserves one after having God. to be exposed. Like, the other thing, like, LaFleur. I, I was out on the floor guy, and I've never quite done this to this extent after the first presser. It was an oh. eye-opening, like, holy shit. And I feel even stronger about my initial take on that 10-second interaction between the two of them. Yeah. One, it's like, well, I mean, the man on the moon can tell you who the alpha and who the beta is in this conversation. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.